good afternoon i will first read quickly through the part the portion that we've already covered in act 2 of the play and we will go quickly to the long speech by beba uh, so kuka says in the beginning to beba look at him that's how i like to see you now it's my turn last long and hard lalo imperiously shut the door kuka to lalo closing the door i can't stand you beba to kuka looking at lalo disdainfully you're pathetic kuka to lalo what's wrong with you listen little one we've got to carry on we've not going to do things by half this time i'm fed up with leaving the job unfinished lalo crestfallen we always have to begin again kuka fine i agree but i still say that today lalo annoyed yes yes what you say uh kuka whatever i say no whatever must be or am i now the inventor of all this that's a good one beba annoyed to kuka but you love kuka offended but and what do you want me to do little girl beba anything but that no kuka says no my sweet the time is come and i have to see it through to the end beba you know i'm right i don't care beba again says then i'm going kuka says this staying beba you trying my patience kuka don't threaten me beba i can scratch and kick lalo that's enough arguing kuka to beba that's right pipe down right now you're having this question of kuka first saying now it's my turn now it looks as if kuka is going to be in par right yeah and the whole par dynamic comes up over here and in the last act she was saying i can scratch and kick and all that kind of thing if you remember and i think now the question is uh that's the only kind of uh uh that's the only kind of uh weapons one has against uh people right yeah so when it comes to the end that that's the last thing that you can do you can scratch and kick right yeah uh that's enough arguing and lola uh lalo puts it down right and kuka to biba that's right pipe down and now biba's speech is what is important right ha i don't believe it i'm not going to let myself rot away behind these walls i hate this place you too like all this rubbish but i'm young and one of these days i'm going to get out of here and not come back and then i'll be able to do what i like what do you think of that boys you don't want to do it at the beginning do you but you're capable of killing to get what you want it's as if the salvation of your souls were at stake yes your salvation don't look at me like that salvation from what maybe you just want to save your own skin deliberately that's why you called the police that's why you are you are about to start the investigation and the interrogation did you do this no no 
you didn't do it hey officer how could i have done it but we found a clue there are fingerprints one of you committed the crime do you think you can fuck with us eh do you think you can take us for a ride i don't want to get involved in it koka you have to see it through to the end it never ends right so at one level they're talking about the play ending right okay and it never ends because they they come back again and they start again and uh there's a different kind of beginning and a different kind of dimension that comes up and that's the uh effects of plays which have all these modern uh drama kind of innovations and influence of modern drama right so uh you always get this idea of the play never ending like uh at the end of the play you might think that you have achieved something and it's a well we haven't achieved anything and what have we got from this play right so you might have people on the stage saying that right so one is that and the other is they talking about the murders why did you call the police because you want to end it all right or because you didn't want to end it all right and this whole thing doesn't stop okay uh, you have uh another uh another play uh, another novel called uh, uh the savage detectives right but uh, galliano right and that again is talking about this writer who is disappeared right yeah so uh, you can read it it's a nice it's a very nice uh, american text i'm tired it's the same right so here you so we look at all these things saying it never ends don't give up and all that kind of thing right and the whole idea the hatred of the place and i'm young and i'm going out and i want okay now when she says i'm young and i'm going out i want to get out of this place that's something that also stands for perhaps the whole country right and that's why the play becomes problematic because young people are talking and young people are part of the play and okay if though it's based in batista's government right or at the time when batist the batista regime was in power okay it's also saying that well the whole idea of revolution is not over right and young people are fed up with the place they want to get out and make a life for themselves right no matter how grand a government might think itself to be right the question is ultimately whether you suppress people with dictatorships or marxist dictatorships or right wing dictatorships or fascism or whatever it is okay there will be people who are sensitive who actually fight against the system and that's exactly what's happening in this play right and young people want to be free they don't want to be intimidated by the government they don't want be to be intimidated by parents they don't want to have all this kind of pressure put on them okay they want to think and do something different and be something different right uh yesterday i think i quoted hannah arendt right and one of the things that she says which is very important every child that is born into the world has a a potential of changing the world right so all of us you and me included have the right or the potential to change the world and of course that's making the world a better place that's what i hope uh is the underlying assumption right 
uh, we can always change the world for the worse, right? We can get, get in fascist regimes, we can get in Marxist uh, dictatorial regimes and all those kind of things, right? Uh, and we can make the world uh, not at all okay, right? But we can also change the world, right? And maybe uh, we can change the world by thinking, by reading and by doing all sorts of things like that, right? Yeah, so the question is, young people always think about, what about my life, okay? All the other people have lived their life, what about our life, right? Yeah, uh, what kind of educational system are we getting, right? Are we getting a good educational system or a bad educational system? Should we leave the country? All those kinds of questions are something that young people ask, right? Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, so don't look at me like that. Salvation from what? Yes, your salvation. Salvation from what? Maybe you just want to save our own skin, right? Now she's saying, when you're talking about salvation, we're talking about salvation for the whole world, right? And that's the egalitarian kind of perspective, right? Like for instance, when we're talking about COVID-19, right? We're actually saying, well, all of us should be saved from it, not some people, right? Yeah, and at one level, we also want to save our skins, and uh, that's what we get in uh, Leo Tolstoy's uh, The Death of Ivan Illich and, uh, and other essays, right? I think that's the name of the book, right? But you can uh, have, have a look at it, right? And the, the idea of death is nobody wants to, to die, right? And Tolstoy goes to the extent of saying, when somebody dies, right, one says, well, uh, even if it's your nearest and dearest one, right, whether it's a child or a mother or a father or a lover or whoever that is, right, everybody quietly says to themselves, thank God it's not me, right? So when we get a COVID-19 patient, right, who dies, of course, if we are live, it's okay, right? Yeah, but uh, who dies, then you say, well, thank God I didn't die of COVID-19, right? And everybody wants to save their own skin. And that's, when you look at that, we are actually looking at it from two different angles. One is the idea of the individual and the idea of self-interest, which is an idea that capitalism uh, strongly emphasizes on. Right? Yeah, so you can see the neoliberal tendencies which are happening, okay? Or you can see the influence of North America or the United States taking place, right? Okay, and of course, it's a real problem, right? Yeah, it's not that it's something that's just there, but the question is when you have an oppressive regime, no matter how great it is, how things have shifted and changed, right? Young people feel oppressed and they want to get out, right? And that's exactly what's happening here in the play, right? So you only want to save your own skin, right? And the ultimate thing is when things become really oppressive, people cannot stay back anymore, right? That's when uh, the so-called revolutions take place because you can't control uh, a large kind of feeling that everything is in bad shape, right? Or, and people come out on the roads, people don't care for their lives anymore because it might be, uh, they might be worse off by keeping quiet, 
right? And that's when, uh, yeah. So the the ultimate thing is come out and try to save your own skin, right? That's when the regime becomes extremely oppressive, right? And people have only one thing to do: just try to save yourself, because otherwise uh, you'll be over, right? Yeah. Uh, and that goes back to Freddie. And Freddie is talking about this woman who says, "Well, I know that I'm impressed, but I'll keep quiet till the right moment comes to demand my freedom." Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why you call the police. That's why you're about to start the investigation and the interrogation. Did you do this? No, no. You didn't do it. Hey, officer, how could I have done it? But we have found a clue. A clue. Their fingerprints. One of you committed the crime. Do you think you can fuck with us, ah? Huh? Right now, she's talking in different voices. Right? She talks as if, "Hey, officer, how could uh, I have done it?" But we found a cue. Right? Their fingerprints. Right? She's talking for different voices. Right? She's saying, "Well, we found a cue." Right? Uh, that's probably a police officer saying that. Yeah, there are fingerprints. One of you committed the crime. That's. the police officer saying right so she's talking the script out and the script is uh, one person is talking about all this and this is how the script is going to go right do you think you can take us for a ride i don't want to get involved in that right yeah and she says well this is what the script is right and you want me to get involved with it i don't want to get involved with it right yeah you have to see it through to the end koka Right? It never ends. Coca, don't give up. I'm tired. I, it's always the same. Do this, do that. Why do we go round and round like this? More intimate, anyway. I don't want to get me- mixed up. Changes her tone of voice. It's no fun, right? So the question is, in the individual and society, right? And the idea that you have over here is, when uh, you normally confront a, a, a person. From capitalist world, the idea of individualism has somehow become associated with capitalism, which is not really where it is from. But uh, it actually is something that happens uh, with "Quajito Ergo Sum." That is, I think, therefore I am, right? And slowly, as a development of that, you slowly get this idea of the atomic individual, which. a a thinker called Leibniz who's valued in mathematics right uh comes up with right and the question is are we atomic individuals okay what about individualism what about i and i think this and nobody else thinks this i think it and i choose to think it for these reasons right yeah so that's the kind of position that's happening yeah and of course it's associated with capitalism perhaps wrongly because this is what uh, the american culture uh, or the us uh, the culture in the united states would do right because they'd say well these are the reasons for things and therefore i think this way and therefore i'm going to do this thing right yeah they give you all that rational and the question is an individual choice right which we are linking up with what do you call existentialism right and the question is what is the confusion that you have do you choose for yourself do you choose for others okay and 
this is something that the second world war uh, totalitarianism fascist totalitarianism uh, probably brings us right yeah when you have people who have to choose for themselves do i choose to die right because i want to protect somebody else right that's what you call situational ethics and people have been forced into all these terrible kinds of uh, conditions and this idea of situational ethics ethics has always been situational but the idea of the subject called situational ethics comes up because of the second world war the nazi holocaust and all the totalitarian regimes which come up in the 20th century right yeah and the question is where do we stand do i stand for my own sake or do i shut up to survive right uh, if you read the canons of violent land uh sorry, the canons fighting silence the question is how do we keep quiet why do we keep quiet because if we shout we'll perhaps be killed right and that's when the totalitarianism of the system whether it's a marxist totalitarianism or it's a right wing totalitarianism it's totalitarianism which is actually the problem right and the question is are people free right do i have a right to say i am who i am and this is what i choose to do uh if uh yeah in in a in a kind of free manner okay and that is possible only when you have a democratic system and a non totalitarian system uh i'm tired i always i'm always the same do this do that why why do we go round and round like this always i don't want to get mixed up right so the idea is i as an individual i'm making a choice for myself i don't want to hang around with you i probably want to leave the country and leave the house and get on and grow up and live my life and experience the good and the bad that is going to come with it right that's an existential point that many of us come to right sometimes we just say well enough is enough let's leave the house i can't put up with these parents or i can't put up this husband or i can't put up this wife or i can't put up with this these children and i'm just going to leave the house and actually live on my own never mind if i fail never mind if i'm not a success never mind all those things but at least i'll have my own life right yeah and in the question of a nation the same kind of issue takes place and that's what we talk about when we talk about uh, the indian freedom movement right and uh, when you come together right and a lot of issues about the adi sudra the adi andhra the adi tamil and all those kind of uh, issues come up right and there's only one thing uh, that nehru actually does right nehru and gandhi perhaps right all the freedom fighters let's give it a blanket category which is not very fair right say that well we'll resolve this first let's get independence then we'll resolve all these issues right and well today if we've got all these issues coming up and staring us in the face right is because of that moment when we said forget our differences let's come together and existentially move into something that we've longed for right and we all coming together collectively because we all want freedom right we all want to be free right so it's not an individual voice and if it were an individual voice we never got freedom or we would have uh, 
try to get freedom in another way or the british would have left because they couldn't uh, look after us right that's it but whatever the freedom struggle was and of course uh, people who say that there was no need of a freedom struggle right the british were going to go anyway right so that's that's one of the the positions that we have right yeah and uh, what happens over here is i don't want to get mixed up right so it's drawing talking from a family perspective right and that's why the play is double edged right it's saying i don't want to get mis- mixed up right and the question is are we a family yeah that's the question that is in the background right yeah when she says i don't want to get mixed up right i'm not with you i want to cut out my own life i don't want to mix mix, mix up with this because this is all family uh politics and family nonsense right yeah or you choose to leave your country and your nation because you don't like the idea of the politics that goes on everything you're saying is complete crap like her mother yeah she's talking like a mother a little right a little gem you've turned out to be do you think i'm going to sit back and watch after what he has done i will defend mom and dad's memory i will defend them against anything right now she's probably talking from the script here right biba don't touch me right so that's an echo i think i said last time that's an echo from uh where you go though right and uh these people are ah, uh didi it's you again yeah and gogo and then they go on with gogo didi gogo didi right and this is come let me embrace you and then the other fellow says no don't touch me right yeah so so the idea is can we live together can we separate right and if we can't separate there's something that binds us together right that may be the family ties that may be uh emotional ties right and that's why we don't leave we have a problem we want to get out but we don't leave right that happens in a family right and that happens also in the nation right yeah when we might hit everything that's going on but we say still say well i still belong here okay i belong here instead of belonging to another place though that might seem better from uh from the outside right uh yeah kuka as mother with authority put that knife back where you found it beba obeys and drops the knife on the floor not like that beba furiously do it then right yeah so the mother is trying to boss around and say well it's not that way right you to, you don't put the the knife on the table like that you have to put it this way right and beba says you do it again you do it on your own right and that's the rebellious child which is operating kuka slightly with a smile control yourself come on let's have everything back in its proper place changes a tone of voice the best is yet to come biba replaces the knife in a satisfactory way we must be very careful right uh, biba furiously count me count me out right i don't want to get into it count me out right so uh, kuka comes back she puts the right the, the knife back in the right place and then she says well we must be careful okay and the play operates as one 
we must be careful because the police are here we might get caught they might say that well you are the ones who did it right all those kind of things right count me out mentally arranging the room the lamps the curtain it's a mathematical question right okay so uh, we know the mother's thing okay about the lamp has to be in the uh, the vase has to be in the right place the chair has to be in the right place this is what we call policy decisions right and the the policy decisions are with the mother right of course from a feminist point of view that's interesting right uh it's not quite the policy decisions that we are talking about when we talk about uh women actually making policy decisions right now this looks like a policy decision and that's a male chauvinist and uh, a macho kind of position that the women actually look after the furniture and how it's arranged in the arrangement of the house right yeah and of course you have lalo uh, actually uh, countering it and actually uh, disobeying it right and the question of course is are policy decisions the woman's prerogative right and normally no okay no matter how liberal families are can a woman decide right on her own without the husband's consent right some people yes in some families yes right okay and uh, major decisions women sometimes have to take right yeah normally when the husband is abroad or yeah so the uh, the wife looks after the family then she has to take all the decisions by herself right and of course buying property buying land uh i don't know whether women uh, are allowed in very conservative and traditional families are they allowed to take decisions over there right yeah maybe that's happening in some zones but not always and that's when the the idea of empowerment comes in it's not only being feminist but empowered enough to take a decision and that's what feminism is supposed to do right uh of course uh here it's symbolically the policy decisions of the country right yeah uh, but otherwise uh it's the policy decision of the house right that is somebody arranges the house an arrangement is again a policy decision right yeah whether to have a national institute of virology in pune or in delhi is a policy decision that the government takes right yeah so these are uh policy decisions right uh, so all these things uh, have to be looked at right beba furiously go and find someone else or do it all yourself right so beba says well do your play yourself i don't want to be part of it go and find somebody else for it right yeah is she acting or is she not acting yes she is right and she's talking about not acting in the play right koka you've been in on it from the start you can't pull out now right and she says you can't pull out from the play now you've been there from the beginning right and that's what any director would say right yeah how can you leave now right you should have told us right in the beginning that you're not going to be with us in the play how can we have the play without you 
right? And that's when each individual is so important in a play. Even a person who doesn't talk at all in a play is very important. And if the person leaves, the director has a problem to find and replace somebody else, right? Uh, go find somebody else or do it all yourself. You've been in on the start. You can't pull out now. I'll see about that, right? Yeah. So do I follow your order that I can't pull out now? I'll see about it. That's what she's saying. Cook up authoritarian as mother. Nobody can foul up, right? Now it looks as if she's voicing a mother, right? She's not really herself, but she's not really the mother either. But it's the, uh, what in transactional analysis, it is called the parent ego state. And the parent ego state is the people who we internalize, right? As the parent, right? It might not be a parent. It might be a teacher. It might be uh, somebody in the religious organization, right? Or it might even be a friend, right? And uh, you imitate the, the mannerisms, the ideas, all those things are taken and that's where it becomes a parent ego state, right? Yeah, so uh, nobody can foul up, right? And that's authoritarianism comes from that kind of parent ego state. It also comes from what the TA people would call the child ego state, right? Leave him alone. Can't you see he's suffering? Oh, sorry. Uh, let's hope the, uh, nobody can foul up. Let's hope the unexpected happens, right? The, so the fouling up is also interesting because it's unexpected, right? Koka, I'm depending on that as well, right? That the unexpected happens and the play becomes good. To Lalo, get up. Lalo doesn't reply, right? Beba, furiously, leave him alone. Can't you see he's suffering, right? So she says, well, he also is suffering, right? Though it was his design, the script was his, now it's yours, so he's also suffering, right? Yeah, so the question is, if you look at Cuba and you look at Cuba historically, what happens to Che? Does Che suffer and has Che to leave Cuba and go away, right? So that's a problem that we have, right? So somebody is suffering in spite of them being a part of the plan, right? Or part of actually carrying out certain operations or a play. Right? Uh, keep out of this. You, you should have waited maybe just a moment. Right? Uh, yeah, so she says, Koka says, keep out of this. Beba says, you should have waited maybe just a moment. I know what I'm doing. Beba, with, a, with subtle sarcasm, it's alright by me. But remember, I'm on my guard ready at any moment right and she says it's all right by me but i'm on my guard ready at any moment right i'm also ready at any moment cook up rapidly furiously to do what to break out right so she says <laughs> i'm not on my guard to do uh, ready at any moment ready at any moment to play no to break out of this whole thing right and this is a kind of a tension that you have in the play and there's also a tension when you're talking about a department, when you're talking about an organization, when you're talking about a nation, right? And uh, well, when people break out, right? Then uh, they're choosing for themselves, right? And very importantly, so 
because they think that they're not getting anything out of the group or out of the family or whatever institution they break out of, right? Yeah, or even if it's a country, right? We have the famous example of Animal Farm where one person is trying to go away, right? All those kind of things, right? So, uh, really, so you are against it. Well, listen very carefully to what I'm going to say. Don't even think I'm going to let you interfere. You're just a tool, a cow, a screw. You should be happy about that. Pause. Don't make that face in a threatening tone of voice. All right, but you will have to take the consequences. In this house, everything is part of the game. She moves around trying to arrange things and listen, uh, listing them. Vase, knife, curtains, glasses, water, pills. The police will be here in a minute. Syringe, ampules, we, all we have to do is disappear, vanish. Biba uh, makes as if to leave. Koka stops her. No, my sweet, don't be silly. You understand? Koka's sarcastic tone of voice makes Biba flinch. What? You don't like what we're doing? Do you want to throw a spanner in the works? We'll be invisible. Do you have anything to add? We are innocent. Do you want to take sides to Lalo? Get up! It's late. To Biba. Are you going to defend the indefensible? Perhaps he's not an assassin. To Lalo. Tidy yourself a bit. You look like a corpse. Lalo gets up clumsily. Biba puts a pack of cards on the table and then spreads them out. To Biba. That would have would have never crossed my mind, right? Now, she's saying, uh, do you really want to break out? So you're against it, right? And that's a question of holding somebody in and saying, well, if you want to break out, you're against it. You're trying to be against it. And when you're against it, you're against me and you're against my policies, right? So this is something when you have people who say, well, you're not cooperating with me, right? That means fall in line right you're against it fall in line that's what you're saying yeah obey me because i'm the boss over here right well listen very carefully to what i'm going to say don't even think i'm going to let you interfere right yeah you're not i'm not even going to let you interfere i'm going to boss around you're just a tool a cog a screw you should be happy about that right we go back to the existential thing that i'm just using you i'm just using you right and you're just an instrument like a tool or a cog or a screw right you're going to be a part of the machine the machine that functions right and that's what actually is happening today in india because the question is the people who are the most important right are dysfunctional today that's the migrant laborers right and they're actually so important when the country is functioning but they're just used and thrown out or it looks as if they're just like cogs and screws of the system, right? Yeah, and all of us in the nation are sometimes we appear to be cogs and screws and uh, tools which can be got rid of, right? And uh, so the question of who's pulling the policy is the one who's, who actually has a power, right? And that's what Kuka is actually saying. Don't make that face. All right, 
but you have to take the consequences. In this house, everything is part of the game, right? And the question is, you can't say that you're not part of the game, right? Maybe you might like to look at La Fontaine's uh, uh, move, uh, movie called, I've forgotten the name of the movie. It's about a city, right? And everybody who comes into the city is part of the game and you have uh, a kind of a big uh, layout where you have the characters looking like little cutout dolls, houses like cutout dolls, right? Uh, I've forgotten the name of the movie. I, if it get, comes back, I'll, uh, I'll do it. Or we're definitely going to have it sometime because we thought of uh, having a, a movie festival for La, uh, of La Frontaise's movies, right? Yeah, so we, uh, if that happens, that would be great. Uh, yeah, Dog, Dog Wheel, right? Yeah, that's the name of the movie. So if you like, you can see it, right? And the question is, can any of us say that we are not part of the game of the country? Can anyone say that we are not part of the game of the city? Can anyone say that we are not part of the game of the house, right? Whether I choose to break out or choose to break in, right? Or whatever decision I take, it affects the demographics of the uh, city, right? It affects the structure of the family, right? It affects the structure of the nation, whatever decision the individual is tied up with that, right? Yeah. So even if you, you're, everybody's part of the game, right? And the whole idea of the play as a game and life as a game, right? That's something that comes up from the existentialist, right? And the question is, do I want to leave the game? If I'm a pawn in a game, and that's what life is considered as, right? Yeah, you have people who say, well, it looks as if we are, we are, we are pawns in this game because somebody else is uh, making the policy, right? And of course, if the migrant laborers say this today, it will be absolutely true because they're actually, as if they're pawns, and now that all the, um, Everything has been extracted from them. Uh, COVID-19 has just displaced them very badly, right? Yeah. So the the idea is you feel as if they're pawns, okay? And many of us might think that we are pawns in other people's games, right? Yeah. Uh, we might feel that we are pawns in parents' games because parents like to show uh, that, like they do with Lalo, that we've got a wonderful bunch of children and they're so well behaved and therefore the children have to be uh, put in order, right? Yeah, so it's to show off that we've got a good family or to show that we've got a good family or a nice family or we've brought up the children very well, right? Uh, these children have to suffer for all that, right? That's not very comfortable with the children and it's just as if they're cogs in the wheel, right? Uh, don't make that face all right, but you have to take the consequences. In this house, everything is part of the game, right? Yeah, so everything is part of the game and you have to be conscious about that, right? You're part of the game, right? Uh, you have a right to rewrite your script, right? Which is something that uh, is important in life also, right? We can rewrite the scripts that are scripted for us. Our parents might want us to do something. We can change the script, right? We can always say, well, I don't want to be a doctor or I don't want to be an engineer. I write my script again 
and I refashion myself in a different way, not according to somebody else's script, right? Yeah, and that's when my script can be different, right? And a lot of us are also conditioned, or what do you call parental condition, conditioning, governmental conditioning, right? So all these things condition us, right? And we go back to Foucault's idea that the self is outside, right? So educational policies, uh, tax policies. Today we're talking about the coronavirus, and we're talking about vaccines, right? So we're talking about the idea that uh, this is a game. of pharma companies who want people to be vaccinated right how much truth is there in that i don't know and this looks like a conspiracy theory yeah it looks like one right but the question is that's what governments will want to do right and that's what one of the people on uh, a site say well they will ask you you can't get your license unless you've got inoculated for covid right when the when the uh, vaccine comes up right unless you have a vaccine uh, you've been vaccinated for covid you've been vaccinated for tb you've got all these vaccines unless those things happen you can't get your learner uh, you can't get your driving license you can't renew your license and all those kind of things which can come in and you'll get more regulation right but the 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 idea is of course uh, so we are part of the game we are part of the policy and the policy affects all of us right and that's also true about life can we get out of the game right can we get out of the structures we are in remember heidegger's notion of game of and height right we are all thrown into the world and we have to make sense of it right we are all thrown into a play whether it's a family play or the national play somebody goes and writes a script right yeah and the script is being played out every day and we part of uh, uh being a part of the play right uh, breaking out is also a part of the play and that's in a modern script right yeah and even in the traditional kind of script if you break out and somebody else replaces you then it's not the same play it's another play because an actor has broken out and gone out of the play right and somebody else has to take the part of the actor and the play is not anymore the same right yeah so that's uh that's when it is vase knife curtains glasses water pills the police will be here in a minute syringe ampules all we have to do is disappear vanish right biba makes as if to leave coca stops her no my sweet don't be silly you understand coca's sarcastic tone of voice makes biba flinch what You don't like what you're doing. Do you want to throw a spanner in the works, right? So she says, "Do you want to leave? Don't make that face. Don't try to leave. Don't get out. Just hang around. Do you want to put a spanner in the works and spoil the play? Do you want to spoil this act because I'm in charge of this act and I'm dominating this show and I'm running it, right? And do you want to get out of it, right? And it's a different script that I'm writing. We'll be invisible. Do you have anything to add?" We are innocent, yeah. So she's asking her, "Do you want to add anything to the script?" Okay. So we we just have to disappear. We have to leave all these things here, and we have to disappear. And that's the the script that we have, right? Yeah. And do you want anything uh, to add to this? We are innocent. You do you want to take sides? Okay. So 
in the script we are innocent so we are saying that we are innocent right do you want to take sides to lalo get up it's late uh to beba are you going to defend the indefensible perhaps he is not an assassin to lalo tie yourself up a bit right yeah so she saying well he's not really an assassin right and that's when you're writing a script you're putting it down and saying well this is more complicated he looks like the assassin but perhaps he's not the assassin right and lalo is going to act the assassin or uh, lalo seems to be the assassin but is lalo the assassin or is somebody else the assassin right and that somebody else who is the assassin is a problem right so when we have the idea of detective fiction the idea is who is behind the murder who is behind the assassination right yeah and uh, normally people want to make of course today we are in the public glare and when we talk about a terrorist or we talk about an assassin uh because there's tv cameras everywhere they are uh, everybody now these are not pra- private acts it's not like wilkes booth uh, shooting president lincoln how many people saw him i don't know right yeah uh, now when somebody shoots somebody or assassinates somebody right that it's caught even if it's right whether it's gauri lankesh or it's uh, the president of the united states or everybody else whoever acts actually goes and kills somebody is caught on camera right yeah and you can trace them that's what happened in the 16th of december case because of the cctv cameras though i don't like cctv cameras and nobody bright likes to be surveyed all the time surveillance is something that is we part off and we are part of the game in that way that is we are in a surveillance society can we get out of it right that's a question that we've already asked in the play right and over here uh we also say that look he's not the assassin right yeah so can we have a different script we began the idea and it looks as if lalo is a person in act 1 who's committed the murder uh well perhaps he's not the murderer he's not the assassin right tidy yourself up a bit right and she's talking to lalo uh you look like a corpse right okay yeah and that's a bit of humor at one level right and she says well you look like a corpse as if i'm the director you don't look uh anybody who's who can be even interviewed right because you look too dead put some life into yourself right that's the way a director would talk right lalo gets up clumsily biba puts a pack of cards on the table and then spreads them out to biba that would have never crossed my mind right yeah so he said well she puts a pack on the table and then the idea is she spreads it out right so it's to look as if nothing is wrong they actually having a working house and she says well that i've changed the script i've given uh putting the cards on the table was a good idea but then spreading them out was uh, a different kind of idea that's probably what it is lalo his back still to the audience to beba bring me some water right koka imperiously no that's not allowed approaching lalo straightening out his clothes quite tenderly you have to wait as mother the that collar is a scandal you look like a trap 
right? So now she's arranging him, and this is what we have in a Brechtian kind of theater, right? Where you actually uh, show people being uh, uh, groomed, the makeup's being put, all those kind of things, right? Yeah. And she says, no, that's not allowed. Water, no, that's not allowed, right? You can't have water, right? And that's not part of the script. But she says, well, uh, you have to wait, right? You have to wait for the water because that's a part of the script, right? And then as mother, she says, that collar is a scandal. You look like a tramp, right? You look like a tramp. And Lalo says, my throat is dry, right? Not because of COVID-19, but because of uh, that's part of the script, right? Yeah, and he says, yes, you say, my throat is dry. I can't even speak, okay? I'm, I'm speaking, I've already spoken for the first half of the play and I've spoken for one act, right? And I feel dry, I need water, right? Beba's mother, quite tenderly, did you not sleep well, right? Now, that's another question and she's also being very motherly and she says, did you not sleep well? Lalo, I need to go outside for a while. Cook up violently. You're not going anywhere, right? Now he says, I need to get out. And Kuka says, you're not going anywhere, right? Uh, right, so that's... Uh, so, uh, Lalo, just for a minute, absolutely not. Everything is ready. What are you trying to? Are you playing with me? Well, I won't let you. Right? Yeah. So the question is, if you look at it as the home, as a nation, right? Yeah. Then you talk about a person leaving the country and you're suspicious of them going out for a minute. So you block their flights, they block their passages, right? And you don't let them get out of the country, right? So that's the uh, the metaphor, uh, metaphor of the home and the country uh, could also be thought about over here. Did you not sleep well? I need to go outside for a while. Kuka, violently. Uh, you're not going anywhere. Just for a minute. Absolutely not. Everything is ready. What are you trying to do? You're playing with me. Well, I won't let you. Right? Kuka tries to stop Lalo, who moves to escape. She grabs him by the shirt collar. They struggle violently. For a moment, Beba just watches them in amazement. Then she becomes morbidly interested in the fight and starts to walk around Koka and Lalo, right? So what happens is, uh, this is something that's going on and this is something which has got to do with sibling rivalry, right? Yeah, and it's also what is said, this is a game, this is a play, right? And then the whole idea of being very kind and talking kindly as the mother, which is very irritating to Lalo, right? Because he doesn't want to be dominated or smothered by the mother, right? So that's one thing that perhaps strikes strikes up an emotional reaction in him, right? That's one. And then the fight or the sign of slapstick that you get on the stage is a part of a lot of our Bollywood action, right? So we we are already aware of that, and that becomes uh, normally a, a kind of low entertainment or low comedy as you have right and we all know that after Shakespeare we don't have pure tragedies right and this the, this is a comic kind of element right and Beba gets interested right some of the other there's something in human beings which like to watch all these 
uh, actually morbid kinds of scenes where people beat each other up, right? Yeah, and uh, we all watch the WWF wrestling, right? We all watch uh, people fighting, right? And why do we like all those kind of things? Whether it's on TV or it's actually uh, in the market square or some place where people have a fisty cuff, right? Yeah, and the idea is which side are you on, right? And that's exactly what Coca asked Deva in the beginning, uh, just a little about this speech, just before she's she's done uh, all this uh, fisty cuff business, right? Uh, Lula asked Deva, well, Coca asked Deva, well, uh, you're going, are you going to take sides? Okay, are you going to defend the indefensible, right? Yeah, perhaps he's not an assassin, right? Think again. Are you going to defend him? He's not an assassin, all those kind of things, right? Yeah. Now, Lalo, let go of me. Koka, no way. Lalo, who do you think you are? Koka, who do you think you are? Right? Uh, you're scratching me, right? All part of the game, this is life or death. And you can't escape. I'll do anything to see you put away, right? So she said, well, this is all life or death, right? And it's all part of the game, right? We bargain for it, okay? And that's in two ways. We bargain for the police to come. We bargain for the script, right? And we also bargain, and this is a life and death situation, right? So you can't escape because somebody has to be responsible for the assassination or somebody has to be responsible for the murder, right? Now, whether it's the assassination of script or is a, you can't really call uh, the children uh, murdering the parents and assassination, it's more a murder, right? Yeah, so, but the question is, that's why the play probably gets problematic because it's not the parents really, but it's to who are standing for the parents, the state and the instruments of state. So, uh, Biba runs to the dark side of the stage where the door is. Biba screaming, the police, the police, right? The two siblings stop fighting. Lalo falls into a chair, right? Yeah, beaten. Biba stands beside the closed door. Koka stands on the other side of the door, also upstage, right? In a previous tone of voice, ferociously, Koka, I'll never forgive you. It's your fault, all your fault. If you you want to die, go ahead and die. Beba, shh, be quiet, right? Now, what is interesting, Beba, long pause, Beba and Koka start to move slowly, almost in slow motion. They're now the two policemen who discover the crime, right? Now, that's a change of scene, right? And uh, so you have the fight between Lalo and Koka, Right? And Biba goes to the dark side of the stage, right, where the door is, and then she comes screaming, the police, the police, and the reaction to police is, whatever you're doing, even if you're fighting, or you have the feast, well, the police has come, right? And everybody freezes, because it's the, uh, it's the, uh, what's it called? What is the, the word for it, according to Arthusa, right? It's, it's kind of uh, regressive, okay, on an authoritative kind of state practice, 
that you have right so when you have uh, you're not frightened personally of a policeman but you're frightened of the power behind the policeman right and when you say the police then you know the law is come right to you and the law is coming to get at you right yeah and the police have the power because the power is invested by the state into them right as long as they have the position and the uniform the power belongs to them when they don't have that then you don't care for them anymore right so the question is you're talking about the parents right and you're talking about the police right and you're talking about well now you have the police coming in and they are investigating the case right and everybody stands up to order and that's when the place the play actually moves to another level right now what is interesting about all this is uh uh yeah and lalo falls into a chair beaten biba stands up beside the closed door koka stands on the other side of the door also up stage and now they are going to act as a policeman and that's exactly how modern uh modern drama works right so they're coming in and they're acting as a policeman and they were biba and koka but now they are the two policemen investigating the case and lalo is the one who is uh perhaps the suspect to what is called the assassination right and of course we know the assassination the killing of the parents if that has happened which we don't know if it's happened right is not really uh, an assassination but it's the killing of the parents and of course if you take it as an assassination then we have to talk about a political kind of murder right yeah and if you uh, want to go on with that metaphorical kind of understanding then you have to take the understanding of uh, the, a person like ted eagleton who says every transaction is a political transaction and that's something that is already around the place by the time he writes his introduction to literary theory right he says we already aware of this idea that every transaction is a political transaction right yeah and it goes back to aristotle as we know aristotle calls the human being a political animal right and aristotle also writes the poetics and this is what we're doing is anti aristotelian theater right because we we've got these two complex plots mixed up and it's very difficult to separate and say well this is the family drama this is the symbolic kind of drama which is going on right we don't even know whether it's this or that or both and people are shuffling between one script and another script right they're acting the script they're talking about the script they're acting against the script and all those kind of things right but the idea of uh, the political drama the political consciousness right and every transaction being political uh, is when we're talking about the assassination being a political act right yeah so if you kill your parents normally the law would call it a murder or fratricide or matricide or whatever that is right yeah but if you look at it as politics right then which it is right yeah it's a political act right yeah which it is whatever it is right and then an assassination is what you call a political murder right i think i'll have to stop because i just got half a minute more which i want to save for the music right thank you i'll come back again uh, when my mobile is charged